much like Slim Shady, we're back. Back uh-huh. again. Very nice. Guess who's back? Tell a friend. We're back <laughs> with another episode of What Are We Even Doing? Phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely stellar work there, my friend. Thank you. Guys, I, I'll peel back the curtain even further than we already have. I put him on the spot about 40 seconds ago with, you got an intro for this? <laughs> and and here we are. That was, that was well done. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am your co-host, Tom, a.k.a. Christian Rose, joined, as always, by my faithful cohort, partner in crime and community service. Community service? Well, okay. not just that we do crime. We, we do... Oh, okay. Yeah. We do good as well as evil. That makes sense. Well, uh, my name is Brayden, otherwise known as Damien Deschain. Correct. Today on the program... <laughs> yes. You know what? Okay, real quick. I-, I think that we've covered this several times, but I just want to, for posterity's sake, so we say, this was your pick. What show is the main event today, and why did you choose it? And I know that there's a running theme and that we've hammered yes. this point into the goddamn I'm dirt. I'm going to hammer it even further because on this show there is a match that I have seen. I've only seen this match one other time before this viewing. Interesting. Strangely okay. enough. But I remember it being awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know any of the rest of this show. So that's why I picked SummerSlam 2011. Correct. I and added an extra zero. Yes. And I, before we get into the, the, the rest of the, the show today... I just want to say, and I know that you didn't do this on purpose because you, you know, you said you didn't see the rest of the show, mm-hmm. but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for choosing something even backhandedly and maybe even accidentally that is good because Sweet. I think that we, we've, we've covered some real hot horse shit lately, <laughs> straight That's... from the horse's ass. And, yeah. uh, I, I think we've also like explained this before. We, we record these a few episodes at a time so that we can bring them out to you, the, the people. Uh, <laughs> okay. on our, well, that's a throwback. Thank you. I think that's yeah. like the first or second I think Bane was in, yeah, one yeah. of the first or second. We, we record on Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, and today might be on the spectrum hmm. of these things are good and these things are bad. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest swings that I think that we've had in a night of recording these episodes. Yeah. I'm actually sad that we're doing this one first because we get to end it off. With... Because we can descend into some negative yeah. madness later on. A uh, s- small preview for this other episode that we're doing today. Um, How are you? I'm doing well. That's good to hear. I had a customer complaint today. Mm, okay. That I would like to discuss and maybe vent about. And guys, I understand that when we talk about our real lives, it has l- less than nothing to do with the actual point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I need to get this off my chest. If you have a complaint, an issue, or a grievance with any place in the service industry... And I, I have not yet set the exact time frame, but you have a window wherein you are allowed to lodge your complaint. Okay. I, I, I follow. Okay. And after that, whatever, and I, I am feverishly working 
<laughs> to determine what the time frame is. But once that time frame has expired, you have no rights to complain to a fair trial. <laughs> you only have the right to remain silent. I had a phone call today from a woman who only wanted to complain to me about how an order from last night... I work at a restaurant. If you're listening to this the first time, I work at a restaurant. An order that she placed last night was wrong. And I said, okay. She was then delivered what she had actually ordered. And I said, okay. Which means that now, even if you have to pick some stuff off of it, sure, you know, whatever, you're up. You have gotten some free foodstuffs. Yeah. But her complaint wasn't about any of that. Her complaint was that the delivery person who came back to bring her the corrected order knocked too hard on her door <laughs> and, quote, it just wasn't necessary. He doesn't need to knock that loud. You should have a talk with him. Now, I didn't want to go into the details of how I couldn't possibly even try to figure out who you are referencing, ma'am. But also, shut the fuck up. <laughs> your door is fine. And if your door is not fine, you need a new door. <laughs> like, also... What a weird thing to latch on to. Exactly. And if that is an issue, which I... Anyone who thinks that the, the person knocking on your door for a delivery that you have ordered is knocking too loud is an idiot. And past that, you know what? Let's just jump that idiot hurdle, right? Yeah. Let, let's go over that sand dune of dumb as it is. <laughs> Call us when it happens. Yeah, yeah. Complain yeah. about the incident when it happens. The next she day? Had, she probably had trouble sleeping. She was tossing and turning. God, you knocked way too loud, dude. It, How am I supposed to just, go on with my life? I don't know. Oh, finally, I'm fed up. Let me call today. Someone that I knew was coming here knocked on my door. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, just... God damn it. I I, I hate people. Dude, I, so, so do I. So I used to I. have dreams of, like, winning the lottery and, like being out and, and about and doing things and, and just flaunting my wealth. <laughs> and now all I want to do is win the lottery so that I can... Sec there's the... There's one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm in a tangent about like this small existential crisis. All I want to do now is win the lottery so that I can live in a... What I'm going to call enclosure. Okay. With a wall around it. And outside of that wall is a, a good several acres of space. And then another wall. And I want anything that I desire to be delivered to me via drone from John Amazon. All that dealing with people every day wants me to do is to deal less with people. <laughs> Anyways... Yeah. Should we should we start this? We should get into the undercard. I don't At have least. Yeah. Well, let's ring that opening bell first. There we go. Beautiful. There we Back go. in sync. Everything is copacetic. That brings me to um it's a perfect segue that I didn't expect. Hmm. Um 
Have you been on the Twitter account as of late? Haven't logged into it once. This is actually perfect. I put out a Twitter post. Okay. On that Twitter, that was... Now, if, if when you say that Twitter... the uh, <laughs> At W-A-W-E-D podcast, at WowEd podcast. Thank you. Let's go. All right. Um, I put out a tweet that said... Mm-hmm. We are still thinking of a possible punishment for whenever we mistime the opening bell. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions? These suggestions may or may not be read and considered on the podcast. <laughs> so here are some replies I got. Okay. We got a, I got a couple people reply, and yeah, one yeah. person replied, I think, four times. <laughs> so first of all, we got one from... Um, what is going on? Stop that. We got one from... My stepbrother that reads, You must talk about WWE stars that have massive balls. Hmm. I I don't even know how he would know that. I don't either. Or if that would even be a punishment. I mean, I guess, yeah, obviously it would be. For And, and what, for an episode? I mean, like, I would only assume with Andre the Giant. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. If you want me to talk about Andre the Giant, fuck man, we'll talk about it. that. That's hardly a punishment. There's a there's a a card in Cards Against Humanity that is that you can fill in the blank with Andre the Giant's enormous leathery scrotum. I think is what it what it says. I I have a hat that was custom made for me by my loving girlfriend because of a card in Cards Against Humanity that the first time I ever saw it, I I could not physically stop laughing <laughs> and it became my favorite card in the entire deck to such a degree that anytime that we would play with our you know friends if they had said card they would just be like well we know where this is going and would play it accordingly anyways uh mm-hmm. anything else what what is the card i'm curious oh, now the card in all capital letters just says <laughs> you must construct more pylons <laughs> what which <laughs> For some reason, I thought was the pinnacle of humor, and now I have a hat that says that. Uh, this one comes from Dakota. He says, uh, "Take a bump." Oh, Which okay. I, I read that in a Triple H voice because because of that. But that right. would hurt because you have laminate flooring. It would not be. Hang on, hang on. I'm actually going to do it. Give me a second. Ready? What are you? Why are you doing this? Here we go. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. Well. Ah! <laughs> Are you okay? Uh-huh. We didn't even miss time the opening bell. Why'd you do that? Wait, what? <laughs> these are puni- these are I'm still reading punishments for if we miss time the opening bell. Ah, oh, god damn it. This one comes from <laughs> I'm just going to continue on. Yep. Uh Fuck. <laughs> this one comes from Pocket Volcano. Uh-huh. Chops. Loud enough to be heard on an audio platform. Ooh. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping we don't. So I don't need to take another bump, right? No, no, no. <laughs> do I need don't... to chop you? No. <laughs> we, don't... we don't need to do any of these. Do you need to chop me? No, these are just for consideration. <laughs> I'm not following. Whew. <laughs> these are suggestions. Okay. That we consider for possible punishments for if we mistime the opening bell. Okay. So, Mr. Havens replied with, Braden must live watch 
the best of Sasha Banks special on the network. Ooh. Now, this is unfair because that doesn't harm you. Arguably worse for you than the chops would be. I would take 40 chops before <laughs> I sit through a 40, minute. 40 chops! <laughs> before <Hang> I sit... <laughs> now, if, it, if each chop equaled a dollar. That would be $40! Yes, but it's not dollars, it's chops, so that makes it... 40 chops! <laughs> Dear God. you would watch said special... Um, so now hurts. we're going to swing to uh, one that Connor had suggested mm-hmm. to only punish you. Tom has to compliment A.T. Brooks. Won't do it. <laughs> I will walk out of this studio. That is it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, swinging back to one that only punishes me, uh, Braden has to sing Slow Chemical. Oh, now we're talking. Thanks, Connor. Great one. Great stuff there, guys. Um, and a Mr. Coin Jones suggested, Tom can't drink for a week. I will walk out of this <laughs> studio. Now, this may sound like a punishment only for Tom, but Tom is actually the opposite of an alcoholic in where he only hits me when he's sober. Correct. So I would be bludgeoned by the end of the week. That's true, actually. And the final suggestion that we have is from a Mr. Connor as well. Either one of you, we're going to go with both in this sure. case, um, has to watch the entirety of the 24th anniversary Mid-South show without stopping. <laughs> that sounds oh, like... Oh, God! Um, I, I, I assure you, good listeners, and, and travel-wearied companions as you may be, with these things weighing over my head, I am going to watch... Intently, Braden opening that can and make sure that I am in sync and in tune with him. I wouldn't wish that last one on an animal. Like, <laughs> holy so, lord! Um, I think the um, general consensus right now is that we're going to keep looking for a punishment. <laughs> yeah, man, you guys, you guys are sick. <laughs> Just a bunch of sick, sadistic people, and frankly, should be ashamed. Uh. Should we get to the undercard? Uh, sure. We shall. I- I'm gonna let you go first, because I-, I think I've-, I've got, like, a real meaty one. Meaty on the bone. I've got a slightly meaty one. A slightly meaty one. I don't sure, know it's a with. thigh. Sure, yeah. Alright. But it's, like, my thigh, so it's, like, that's the where the most meat on my body is, but it's still right. not a lot. Gotcha. So, that was a weird... Way to it put really that. is, but, actually. Let's not talk about it. Um, as far as wrestling that I have seen, I don't have much of anything of significance that I, I, I can name here. It's pretty much what this segment is. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything then. <laughs> but just go on with but your meaty thigh. I do have... Um, I went to a seminar. Oh, okay, of, yes, of fantastic. professional wrestling hosted by the besties in the world, Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. It was in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It was on... The sixth of February. I'm not. I don't know why I'm giving all these. Details, I don't know what. But that has point being, um, okay. Point being, it was an amazing time, and I learned a whole boatload of stuff. They are extremely intelligent when it comes to tag team psychology and yeah. stuff, and um, it was a very rewarding um, experience to learn not only from them but learn like because we went through the fine tuning details of what's going to take tag team psychology to the next level, mm-hmm. and it was quite a fun experience and we ended up 
uh, after the seminar was over, we like sat in like a circle and we're all just kind of talking and stuff. And that brings me to a tangent that I, a small tangent that I want to go on. Um, they were talking about how so many people that they have, so many young uh, wrestlers that they have talked to in the past have come up to them or, or ask them for advice or ask them if they could watch their match. Mm. And um, long story short, if you're asking for advice, make sure you ask for advice, not just compliments. Because they told stories of so many people that would get hurt when they were honest with them. And Is, is this, uh, not to interrupt or, or, you know, whatever, but is this about, like, people that would be like, hey, can you watch my match? And then they'd be like, here's what you did wrong. And the response is, yeah, but. Yeah, that, or they would make okay. excuses on right. it. It's like, right, no, but I was trying to do this. Yeah, but I wanted, you know, whatever. Like, it's, I was taught by you and the people around me, like, constructive, honest criticism is the only way that you're going to get better. So it's very important to me, and I know this is weird coming from someone who's as young and as, as green, a greenhorn like me. Correct. But You're literally like, wearing honestly, green right now. I am. But honestly, like, it, you're not going to get any better if anyone's, if people are telling you that things that you're doing wrong are fine or not even addressing it. You Correct. have to be told what you're doing wrong. I've been told thousands of thousands of times that I need to lay my stuff in more mm. and I'm only working more towards that. I would never even change the thing if you guys didn't tell me that. Right. So like when people are honest with you, take that. Like that's you're 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 only going to ask people who are more experienced than you to give you Correct. critiques. So when they give you those critiques, critiques, soak them up and and learn from them and then apply them to your next matches. I I think that I've referenced this in training, and if I have, then you can, you know, affirm, and if I haven't, then you can, you know, correct me. But there's a rule in uh, playing chess that you can only get better at chess by playing against a better opponent. Mm -hmm. And 99 times out of 100, I think that's the case with professional wrestling, you can only get better by working with someone who's better than you and by training under people who are better than you. If you're only with people that are your peer or under you, regardless of where you are on the scale, you're only going to ever hear those positives, and you will latch on to them, and you will ignore the negatives. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like... Like, they're... Like, okay, so, like, I'm in, I'm in a position where there's times where I've had people ask me to watch their match. And I do... And sometimes it sucks to give people those those negatives. It, it genuinely, it's not fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially if someone is nice enough and, like, we can all sit here and be like, oh man, it's great when somebody's a dickhead and you get to fucking rip them apart. <laughs> as, as weird as it may sound, I don't really get any enjoyment out of that at all. And most of the time, those people don't listen to you in the first place. Yeah. You, you can say anything to them and they're not going to hear you. So... When somebody asks, hey, can you watch my match, you know, give a critique, whatever. When you can do that and actually give them critiques and they actually listen and understand what you're saying. And then, that's that's a, that's a huge hurdle in the first play, place, right? The second bigger hurdle is actually applying it. Uh, I've had guys ask me for critiques on matches and I've been like, hey man, you know, this stuff was good, this stuff was fine, this is what you need to work on. Oh, 
well, all right, cool. And then they don't work on it. And then fast forward, you know, three months, four years, however long it may be. Hey, man, can you watch my match tonight? Sure thing. And it's a repeat of that first conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's when for, you know, like myself or anybody that's in that position to, to be like, why am I bothering? Yeah. You know, why, why, why should I bother watching your match? Why should I bother giving you the critique when it's almost verbatim? Like, you don't want to be Al Snow. You know what I mean? Like, you don't (laughs) want to be just like repeating the shit, uh, you know, over and over again to people. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, do you have anything else? Um, besides that, that was basically it. It was a fun time, and my that was that tangent there was my my biggest takeaway because, you know, I never really thought it was a problem because uh, the people that I'm around and like in my class and me included, like we all are pretty like we we seek out criticism and mm-hmm. and, and um notes and pointers and stuff like that. So I didn't really think it was that big of a problem, but I also want to like to point one thing out real quick. And I'm going to use myself as an example here, but I could, if I wanted to, probably name two or three dozen people that what I'm about to say applies to. If somebody, if you're, okay, if you're a young wrestler in the business and you're listening to this right now, if somebody gives you advice on something and your response is, well, who's that guy? He's a nobody. That advice might be based on, here's where I fucked up. Here's where I did something wrong. Don't do what I did. Do it this way because I did not do it that way and it fucking cost me in some way, shape, or form or the other. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, like, these guys that are trying to help you, yeah, sure, maybe they're not making... Well, let's be honest. They're not making millions of dollars. If they were, they wouldn't care about helping you. But, (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of times... There's things that you you can learn from being like, hey, do this because it works. And then there's things that you can learn from, do not do this. This is what I did. This was a fuck-up. This was a mistake. This was a misstep. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't do don't do what Donnie don't does. Or <laughs> uh, <laughs> another Simpsons cut that I think I've actually done I think you, you've definitely done that on here. It just uh, caught me off guard again. So just keep that in mind. Like, just like... A person can sit here and say, hey, man, don't put your dick in a mousetrap. It's going to hurt. And you're probably <laughs> going to listen to him, right? Yeah. Now, if a man has his dick in a mousetrap and is screaming, hey, this is agony. Don't do that. You're going to be like, well, that guy knows exactly what he's talking about not to do. I'm never going to put my dick in that mousetrap, no matter how good the cheese looks. Jesus, why would you put it? <laughs> Even if the cheese is good, why would you put it? I don't know, whatever. Great cheese. Um, okay. I have one thing that I actually... You know what? Adding to my professionalism... Okay. (laughs) Look at this piece of paper that I accidentally ripped out of my notebook. Uh, I have a note for my undercard. I (laughs) rewarched the Firefly Funhouse match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt from last year's WrestleMania. Okay. I remember watching last year's Mania... Not knowing what to expect, I think everybody was kind of in that boat. You know, mm-hmm. we were on a Voxer party. Sure were. Night one, boneyard match. I loved it. Still, yeah. And I, I can completely understand if it's not your thing. I get it. That's 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 
sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to say it's undeniably good. But for me, what it is in the context that is presented is fantastic. And I remember putting out, in probably said Voxer Party, I really want the Firefly Funhouse match to be exactly what that was, just on acid. I Yes, I do recall you saying this. And I am not positive, but I think around that time I had seen for the first time the horror film Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage, which is very much based on visual mm. and the imagery of it. Having rewatched the Firefly Funhouse... It is better than I remember it being. Okay. I need to rewatch the Boneyard match before I could say definitively which one is better than the other. And I loved the Firefly Funhouse match when it happened. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people didn't. I, I, I know they didn't, and I... It's a weird thing for me because normally... Normally for me, if you watch something, you don't like it. Sure, whatever, right? There's so few things. Wrestling, movies, whatever, where I would be like, What?! Yeah. You, you know, especially if you've seen it. If you've seen it and you don't like it, I can be like, sure. I truly, truly think if you're listening to this and you did not like the Firefly Funhouse match, go back and re-watch it. And if you still don't like it, I, I completely, sincerely understand. Mm-hmm. I think that it is... I think it's the smartest, and I know this is a, a weird thing to say in a small scale to judge on. It's the smartest cinematic match they've had. It's it's legit like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching an old... Uh, it's almost like watching a Dario Argento horror movie where it's it's like a dream. There's stuff in it that like yeah. just... You know, it's just presented to you and it just happens and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. But I love it. I, I, I think it's great. And I know people are like, oh, it sucks. You know, evidently John Cena's not coming back from Mania this year, which maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Who cares? Who knows? That would suck. And my only thing is, I'm not saying I don't ever want to see John Cena come back. Because I, I do. You know, I'm, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But if he does, I want there to be a thing where the Fiend opens some portal to the neither world and pulls him back in or something. Because, like, if he, if he never comes back, which... Let's be honest, guys. That ain't gonna happen, right? Like, yeah. He's got to. Mm-hmm. But if John Cena were to never come back, it's the greatest exit in the history of wrestling. And and nobody can tell me otherwise. If you yeah. if you, if you rewatch it, it's it's flawless. But anyways, now um, interested. Like, just had this side thought. Um, I'd be interested to go back and. Now that there's, like, the, um, sort of, uh, newfound cinematic boom, I guess, in the cinematic matches, I can't really find out how to word that phrase, but now that there's more cinematic matches and and we love the Boneyard match and and the unique, uh, uh, Firefly Funhouse match, I'd be interested to go back and watch Bray Wyatt's House of Horror match with Randy Orton from 2017. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember even I hated it, and I I love both of those guys, and I hated it. I'd be interested. I don't think I've ever seen... Well, no, I I definitely have seen it. I'd almost be willing to, at some point, do like a marathon of just cinematic matches. Like, imagine if you went back to the... um, Oh, what was the the first one that the Hardys did? The Final Deletion? 
Was that it? I believe so. Okay. That's the one that... That's the first one I saw. Right. And I loved that when it happened. I, <laughs> I did, loved it. I did, too. I, I loved it upon many viewings. Like, I, I, I loved it when it happened. I remember, man, polarizing, right? Yeah. It's a dilapidated boat. I have a tank top that has that on it. I know. Uh, I noticed One that. of my favorite shirts. Um, but, like, my thing with that at the time that it happened was it's like... I will never fault professional wrestling for doing something different. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it fails... Yeah. Hey, man, at least you tried. And mm-hmm. I don't think that Matt Hardy... Obviously, like, you can't predict, you know, COVID-19 and a global pandemic and, you know, everything else. Yeah. I I think that he tried something that he was really into and had no... How could you know what impact and influence it would have on shit going forward. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But, anyways. So we're like almost a half hour in. We haven't even gotten to the show. <laughs> I know. Should we? I think it's time to get into SummerSlam dickety Ought 11 Thank you. We had to say uh, dickety because the Kaiser stole our word for two. Thank you so much. Uh, I only know that because you said it on a previous podcast. Thank you. Uh, so... Odd choice for the performance of America the Beautiful. Which Shred for America, dude. <laughs> the And by the way, even now, I, I like Tool. I think A Perfect Circle is better. But, like, I can't tell you the guy's name. They literally announced him as blah, 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 lead guitarist from Tool. I, I didn't even hear that part. <laughs> Weird choice. But, yeah. you know, it. I thought he killed it. I Shred, liked it. Shred yeah. for America, Shred for man. America. America. Um, does Los Angeles own the rights to have SummerSlam now? I don't know why. Is it has it been there forever? I, like... I, maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like it's been there like every year for the past like umpteen years. I don't know. Whatever. Um. So this video package did it only build one match? Hmm. It didn't build any of the rest of the show. Sure didn't. I mean, it was still cool, but... It was. It's a weird build. I'll give you that. I still like the video package, because the sure. WWE's editing team is top-notch. But I watched this, and I was like, there's one match on this show? What is... And then I watched <laughs> the rest of it, and I was like, no, there's more than one there, match. There's why way you, more than one why match, did you leave, yeah. Why did you leave all of those off? The I don't know. Uh, so the, our opening match, though, six-man tag with the team of The Miz, Truth, and God damn it, it's Del Rio <laughs> against Kofi Kingston. Thank I didn't you, know. I don't remember. You didn't pass the ball to me. I didn't need to physically pass the ball to you. Well, normally you do, and this then is... it puts me out. Oh wait, okay. But anyway, Kofi Kingston. Uh, John Morrison and Rey Mysterio. Oh, wait, I did know that. They did not set this up? Is that what happened? Uh, no. <laughs> because at no point did they say, now this is a six-man tag. This is a such a weird thing where I feel like Punk got so over so quickly. Which, hey man, maybe you just let your performers perform and see what happens, right? Yeah. Anyways... Someday we'll do Money in the Bank 2011, and it'll be four hours of us yelling about greatness. Uh, (laughs) So basically, 
both Del Rio and Ray were in like title contention, but then here comes Punk, and now you know this, that, and the other, blah, blah. So they're in the opener in the six man tag. I okay. First of all, Mrs. Gear and Jacket, top tier. Like this will be a new running gag, I think, on here. It's just talk about how good Mrs. Gear is. Yeah, always good. Also, I noticed while they were doing the opening pyro, I just noted, I bet the Miz is coming out first, because they had the awesome blow-up already done, already on the Wait, stage. before his entrance? Yeah, they were doing the opening pyro and all that stuff. Oh, fuck, I And I was like, that. I bet the Miz is coming out first. What if awesome. It, what if it had popped? <laughs> like, but just at the ends where the pyro is, so it's just like, we some... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the only... Pop that Miz ever got. That's a lie, but oh, I just sickest love it. burn. Yeah, I love it. Uh, R Truth, founder of QAnon. <laughs> Dude, what is this promo that he cuts? <laughs> this starts with an S, and you know what else starts with an S? And then like, I literally part. I literally put bizarre S promo. It's now a C promo because he switches. You know what else starts with a C? Conspiracy. Yes. Like, what is going on? Yes, we all know when our truth cut a promo about the C word. Mm. Conspiracy, <laughs> that is. Uh, wow. Oh That's my good. god. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that joke. I'm not going to lie. I'm very <laughs> pleased right now. Uh, I'll tell you this right now, by the way. I love a good six man tag. And yep. I, I, I think I like six man tags more than I like regular tags. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And Interesting. I, I like a good tag match. Don't get me wrong, but like six man, so I'm just like immediately. It could be it could be three <laughs> piles of shit against three piles of shit, but I'm like, here we go, shit on Let's shit go. action. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, I fucking hate Booker on commentary though. It, he he's fine now, but he is he. I don't mind him now. All right, but at this point. I literally put Booker is currently incessant. Yeah, I, I mine just says I loathe Booker on commentary. <laughs> Check out that Statmare driver from Miz. Yeah, page. yeah, nifty. That sounds like that. That looks like a a cooler skull crushing finale or a less cool RKO. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it looks more like a skull crushing move. Than it does. It, it looks finale. so much. It looks so similar to his own finish. It's like. Why would you not just do your finish? Who uh, knows? I have a note here that says, fuck ADR with a brick. And no, I mean Alberto Del Rio, not additional dialogue recorded. Uh, Ray, great hot tag. Yeah. Always a great hot mm-hmm. tag. At one point, I swear to fucking God, I will go back and listen to it right now if you don't believe me, but I swear to God, Cole says that Del Rio is six foot five. And I said, what? I believe that for about approximately zero seconds. I could shit <laughs> six foot five inches before Del Rio will stand six foot five inches. <laughs> and I'm like only six three. Exactly. You're, you're, I'm not, I don't believe that that dude is even up to the shoulder of Randy Orton. And he's six four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy that for a fucking dollar. Uh, also, if I'm glad you heard that because if I'd heard it, I would have fucking thrown some shit at my TV. <laughs> I thought this was a fun opener, though. Yeah. Like, solid match. But I don't know. Uh, What's up next? Oh, I know what my note was. I, I had a note that said, biting the second rope like Ray does fucking hurts. And what I meant is hitting the second rope 
Like, you know how he, when he runs the ropes, he goes off the second instead of the top? Right, yeah. That hurts so bad. He's a little dude. Uh, yeah. Why are you running the ropes off the second? I was just trying it in training. Oh, Like, God. just to see, like just to see. Legitimately a foot taller than I was like, is. I was just, I just wanted to see, like, what it would feel like, and it's sure. awful. Uh, oh, okay, so there's a, a promo after this with Punk and Steph, right? Yes. Uh, I loved it. Yes, me too. I love CM Punk. At this point, he's he's I have he is just top tier. Yeah, he's just nigh unfuck withable. Mm-hmm. The is this the fake apology thing to Lauren? Yes, and then yes, Stephanie, and then Stephanie, yeah. and then he's like, well, I called you idiotic or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck. Now, I'm not shaking your hand because I know what that where that hand has been. Right. And right. Then he right. walks off yeah. like, whoa, what a guy. Also. This op- this video package about uh, Mark Henry and Sheamus—it's awesome. It's incredible. I I am glad that we're on this because I want to talk about something that I think is a a huge miscue that the WWE does constantly. So I remember very clearly the way they turned Sheamus' face for this. So Mark Henry is going on this rampage, right? Like he's slaughtered Big Show, he's slaughtered Kane, he's crushing people, and he comes out one week on SmackDown, and he's supposed to have a match against. I, I, fuck, I think they even referenced on commentary. It was some job guy. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't think of his name. Sure, let's, but, let's, but it was... Bob McGillabobby. Like... <laughs> Michael McGillicuddy. Sure, let's go with that. Bob McGillabobby. <laughs> Bob McBob. Son of Rob McBob. Uh, Bob the Job Loblaw. Thank you. Bob Loblaw. You don't need double talk. You need Bob Loblaw. Um... <laughs> Who writes in his law blog, the Bob blah blah law blog. Uh, <laughs> this is a fucking Arrested Development joke. Another show you need to see. Um, so anyways, but the way they turned him face was, or turned Sheamus face was, so, so Mark Henry comes out for the match against who cares who, and he never comes out. And he's just mm-hmm. in the ring, and he's like demanding, I want to fight, you know, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 I'm not leaving. And Teddy Long, the uh, general manager, comes out and is like, Mark, he's gone. He's not here. You don't have a match. And he's like, I won't leave the ring, you know, this, that, and the other. And Taylor Long's like, I can't find anyone to compete with you, Mark. Which I think is so awesome. Like, yeah. just such, what better way can you put somebody over? Yeah. And then Sheamus' music hits, who was a heel, and comes out and just says, the, it's in the video package. He's just, oh, foid him. And they just brawl. And I'm like, th- what, three, three words. Three words. Yeah. Have never... Made someone quicker. <laughs> and it's, it's so good. And then, like, I love the turn, and I like that for the first few weeks, he was still a heel. I think that where they dropped the ball was when they're like, oh, we're going to make Seamus a babyface, and now he just smiles and likes people. And but and it's like, keep him as just this badass fucking guy who beats the shit out of people. I think they got that to a certain extent with Drew McIntyre now. Where, like, yeah. he's a face, but he's not, like, hey, plucky, you know. And he never looks stupid. Yeah. Like, they, they have this weird thing where they'll turn somebody babyface and just make them stupid. Yeah. and But they but they make all their heels smart, and then they wonder why people are cheering the bad guys. It's like, they're, what's the, uh, I love you, Roman Reigns. You're huge and fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This match, though. I think you're awesome. I think you're awesome. 
What did you think of this match? I liked it. I, I really don't. I, I mean, it's just two big meaty men slapping meat, as of, I put. Of opposite ends of that collar spectrum, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, Seamus fucking tagging him on earthing, too. You, properly like, beating him, dude. On everything. Like, there's a moment where uh, Seamus has him up in, like, the, in the ropes for the ten clubs, and Henry is literally covering up. Yeah. Which, how hard do you gotta hit a guy that big to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. So, I have a note here. I'd be well up for a Sheamus title reign right now. Yeah. Like, why not? I I was talking about this uh, recently. I I think that Sheamus is, like, one of the most underrated guys, and part of the problem is that, like, we see him on TV every week. Like, he's good. He's not always booked well, for like which I don't think anyone will argue. And I love his look with the hat and all. Like I love it. It's something, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like he's underrated, but he's overexposed. Yeah, like I can, he has. I can see that. He works so hard every match, and the problem is nobody cares because he works so hard every match. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's just. What do you think of the finish? It was neat. I would have rather there been, like, a pinfall, but I thought it was, a, like, a cool way to, see, like... I, I think I liked it better that it wasn't a pinfall. I can see that, because it was, like, a way to protect both guys. Yeah. Like, neither man eats a pinfall. Mark Henry still looks strong as hell. Did you notice the uh, Joey Ryan and or Eli Drake I I, I, I said several in plants in the barricade corner, Eli Drake and Redacted. Yeah. <laughs> Whole, uh, I, I had to look pretty hard to see Eli Drake, and even then I was like, who the fuck's that guy? Oh, yeah, no, I know. But uh, old Joseph Ryan chewing the scenery there. <laughs> yep. And you know what? Good. Glad he's gone. Fuck him. <laughs> exactly. Fuck him. <sighs> Anyways, uh, up next there was a Christian promo. Um, I, I didn't really care for this promo. Well, I have no notes for it, so I probably didn't either. <laughs> There's a weird thing where he compares, uh, because they're in L.A., they have to have a movie tie-in. He says oh, like yeah, Orton's a flop like Cowboys and Aliens, which, I guys, I saw that movie in theaters, and uh, yikes. <laughs> uh, that's one where <laughs> it has been available to me. It might still be available right now for free to me. And I ain't gone back to it. So, <laughs> oof. Wow. Uh, I skipped CeeLo Brown. Or CeeLo Green. Why did I write him as CeeLo Brown? I don't know. Did I confuse him with Cleveland Brown? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, God. I wrote C-Red. I mean oh, CeeLo no. Green. <laughs> I said, what the fuck is C-Red? I mean CeeLo Green doing here. He looked like, uh, this is a Simpsons reference you won't get, he looked like Homer wearing his moo-moo. You're correct, I do not get this. <laughs> well, you know what? Where's my phone? It's in my pocket. Keep talking for a second. Um, so then they aired a Be A Star um, segment where you're not supposed to be a bully. So, Tom, no one likes a bully. What are you trying to say? So please stop shoving me in the locker in your garage, Jim. Look, that locker needs people in it. Why? It's not... It's what it's for. It's not tall enough for me. I'm cramped. Hold on. <laughs> also, did you know that Moomoo is spelled with two U's? 
Yes. Well, I learned something. I don't know how or why Look, I that's that. Homer in the Moo Moo. Oh, that, okay. That is CeeLo Green <laughs> in this performance, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Tell me I'm wrong. Shower cap and everything. You're right. If I tell you you're right, will you stop showing me in the locker? Yes. Okay, you're right. <laughs> no more locker time for you. <laughs> Why? Or are you saying that like it's a punishment for me to not be in the locker? <laughs> well, wait. Yes. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh... Then there was Kelly Kelly versus Beth Phoenix. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. What? I also had a note here because I forgot they had divas out here dancing with CeeLo Green. Yes, and Alicia Fox I had a Fox note here that there. says, Rosa Mendez, God's error. Uh, she <laughs> looks like Jafar. And I also have a note here that says, We never deserved Alicia Fox. I know we've butted heads on this in the past. We hate don't her. need to do it now. Hate her. You know what? Hater's gonna hate. That's fine. And if I could do that weird dance that she does right now, I would. But my back mm. still hurts from taking that bump earlier. <laughs> Kelly um, Kelly versus Beth Phoenix is next. Uh, yeah, Kelly Kelly accompanied with Eve. Yep, and this moment was the shucky, ducky, quack, quack moment of the show. Which I didn't know that this was this old, but Booker oh, T, in fact, God. did say it. Uh, I think Kelly Kelly was on the... We've, we've talked about this before. The Trish Factor. The Trish Trajectory. Trishjectory. The Trishjectory. Yes, thank yeah. you. The... <laughs> okay, almost called it Trashjectory. That would have been wrong. <laughs> Trishjectory. Um, she... It's crazy how young she was when she got brought in. Like, I, mm. I think she was, like, legitimate, like, 20. And oh, on wow. TV. Because Dang. I remember they did a bit in ECW where she was like, Yeah, I can't drink, guys. I'm not old enough. Like Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, and on television for months at that point, I she was getting better, yeah, and then bounced out. Dang, you know what? I mean, I think that's happened with a lot of people though. In the, in the but don't you know, feel like it happens division. a lot with the women? Like, yeah, I feel like this is a recurring theme on just on just this show. Yeah, people like are getting better and then they just bounce for no reason, seemingly no reason. Right. I feel like that happens a lot with the women. Like, it's weird because I feel like, as this is going to sound insane to say out loud, if Kelly Kelly had stayed around for another, I don't know, say two to four years, she'd have been incredible. Yeah. But. I can see it. All right. Anyways. The traje- the trajectory was there. Yeah. You know what? Let's make that a thing. We'll get it. Yeah. Trajectory? All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Beth has had, had better gear. Yeah, for sure. This I didn't not hate it, but. The commentary on this match is awful. Didn't really... <laughs> it's my, um, I just have a note that says, commentary is ass. I did not listen to it enough to know that, so probably you're right. Because Lawler's on commentary and there's ladies in the ring. I actually like this match, though. I did, too. And I um, like the finish. I didn't really care for Kelly Kelly's forearms. Yeah. I just don't like the way no. she throws them. I Personal like the, thing. I, I didn't like the way she hit the ropes. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, she hits the ropes like they're made out of fucking knives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But, yeah, the finish was, um, was it the victory roll? Uh, glam slam, no, yeah. victory, not victory roll, victory roll, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought that was incredible. Great finish, I thought. Um, Flawless transition. And for that matter, that. like, a testament to how good Beth is slash was. 
Mm-hmm. You know, she was able to get a really good match out of somebody that was nowhere near her level at that point. Mm-hmm. Talk about someone who was in too early. Like, if Beth were around now... We've talked about this, haven't we? We have, yeah. but I feel like it's worth stating again. B- b- like, bump, bump her ahead, say, six years. Yeah. Like, it just... God tier. Yeah. Weird. Jimmy uh, Hart then tries to recruit our truth Truth then mistakes him for little Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I just have a note here that says Jimmy Hart greater than Bret Hart. Um, <laughs> okay. Got to keep that thing going, too. Eventually, this podcast will be nothing but running themes and, and gags. Mm-hmm. Which is the goal, I think. Hi, Berna. Yeah, there it is. All right, we're we keeping have, it going. Yeah, we have to get all these things out of the way. Truth is pure entertainment, though. Yeah. Like... like Good, he's, bad, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. He's perfect in his role now. I know we've talked about this one, too. <laughs> sure. But, like, him now is just... this. I think this was the start of it, really, was this whole weird conspiracy, mm-hmm. bad heel turn, him being a fucking dumbass thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this next match I'm real excited to talk about. Wade Barrett versus Daniel Bryan. I did not know that this match was happening on this show, and when I saw that match graphic, I was like, ooh, boy! So what were your thoughts on it, then? Um, I thought it was, uh, well, let me see. I do have my notes at the end. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Hard-hitting, yeah. cool sequences, like... The pace, the yeah. structure, like, mm-hmm. I love this match. This is one that I've actually rewatched and studied. Wade Barrett, um, second best theme here. You've turned me on to this song. Thank you. And Thank it you. is, it's real good, it's growing he, on me. He's got pretty good gear here. Brian has real good gear and a dope jacket. I hate Daniel Bryan's theme. Oh, dude, I, I have a note, too. It says it's pre-Flight of the Valkyrie scheme. Yeah. It's awful. It, it is... <laughs> pre Brian's pre-Flight of the Valkyrie music was bad. That is the exact note that I have. Also, oh, I, I love watched, his gear, too, yeah. I watched this show and the next uh, show that we're recording tonight in the dark, and I have not reread my notes. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of, I think it says this? Uh, <laughs> See, I have this beautiful typeface here. That I've mentioned before that like ah, I can read everything dazzling. that <laughs> I can read everything that I type uh, when I type it correctly. I, I have a note too for this match that this is this is the pace and style of match that I love. Mm-hmm. Dude, the uh, Daniel Bryan's backflip out of the corner, he hits the ropes immediately into a black hole slam. Great, I thought that great was awesome. Stuff. It's it's very counter based. I have it's aggressive. I have a lot. I have few notes on this match, and mm-hmm. it's because I was busy watching it. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, the hard, the hard hitting, man. Love yeah. it. Love the, it. The knee off the apron, man. Woo! Mm-hmm. Right in his fucking face. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love this one. Um, shall we move on? My next note says, here we go. Same. Uh, <laughs> guys, if, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard us talk about Randall Orton, specifically <laughs> this feud with Christian. Probably so much so that you're about to skip ahead or turn this fucking thing off. Let's try to keep this more condensed. Yes, we've talked about at great length yeah. about it before. However, this is the blow-off to this, I think, five-month feud. Possibly? Let me think here. If we're, if we're, Okay, so it doesn't really start at Extreme Rules, but, you know, whatever. Uh, over the Limit... Capital Punishment, Money in the Bank, 
SummerSlam. So four, but I might argue that the story starts the pay-per-view prior, even though it doesn't involve the two of them. But still, yeah. these guys had four pay-per-view well, matches in a row. Because it actually starts with uh, the the um, when he wins the belt five days later. That's so what I mean. That, that, would be, that would be extreme rules, yeah. which would be five. But I'm saying these guys had four pay-per-view matches yeah. in, in succession. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. It, that that just never happens anymore. Like, mm-hmm. Triple H and Batista did three. And people were like, holy shit. You know, like, this is getting driven into the ground and everything. Yeah. These guys mentioned... And, and by the way, those four pay-per-view matches is not counting the one on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It was five days later from Christian winning the belt. Which is a pay-per-view quality match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's crazy to think, but anyways, so here we are. It's a uh, Randall Orton versus Christian, no holds barred for the the world heavyweight title. Uh, the we always put over the Fed's video packages. Oh yeah, but man, oh man, the editing I, on this one. I put, of course, an incredible video package, just because like. It's a given at this point, especially for this feud. For whatever reason, they were just killing it with this one. The the rampant split-second shots of Christian just smiling like a fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. Are, it, it's so good. It makes the whole thing... Um, okay. I, I have a, a note here that says, Commence 15 minutes of us praising Orton. <laughs> we're going to try to bring it down to five. Uh <laughs> Okay, so one of the things that I really did enjoy was the uh, go-home line for this from Christian, where he says, this match is anything goes, and I have the best thing going. Yeah. Comes out, introduces, for the having been seen for the first time since Extreme Rules, technically on TV, brings out Edge. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on, the, on this bit? I thought it was awesome. Um, it was a good bit of, like... Because it wasn't, like... So Christian's being this this uh, cocky asshole heel, but, like, this um, moment with Edge kind of brings it into focus that it's like, that's not really who Christian is. Right. And he's lost himself in this, in this yeah. chasing this glory of being a champion, that, you that, know? The promo from Edge, I think, is maybe his best one. It's a real good one. And, it, and, and like, Edge has cut some very good promos just in the past year alone. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, I I really like this one because I, I'm big on promos that don't seem like, August 8th at the Superdome, I'm going <laughs> to ruin you with my fist, or whatever. Yeah. Like, I like, <laughs> I'm going to ruin you with my fist. Not in a sexual way. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I like promos that are much more like, like, I, I was, a, Jake the Snake Roberts was a gigantic influence on me. WrestleMania 6. Correct. He had best whatever he had that very quiet and subdued speaking sound and i like that this is a it's crazy too because it's like okay this is SummerSlam. it's in essence the second biggest show of the year and edge's promo is not him yelling and screaming it's the first time he's really done anything since mania it's literally just him talking to his friend and and what, what's the last line it's something like a uh a whiny... God, yeah, you're, I, I didn't know my best friend would be a whiny little bitch. Yeah, and then that's it. And he just leaves. Yeah. And, like, I... Christian Selvit is is great when he's like, just get back here! Because mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, it all makes sense character-wise. And I, I, I love it. I, I almost, like, I love this match. I think that stuff at the beginning is almost as good. Yeah. Why is the... I... I uh, you know what? Never mind. I just realized something. That mm. was stupid. Never mind. Okay. My next note says... Great saw talk. a sign. I saw a sign that says, I'm a smart wrestling fan. No, you're not. <laughs> that, guy over, that guy overpaid for a seat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I enjoy that they fight for a while before they start bringing in the weapons. Yeah. Um, I dig that. This is... I think you brought this up last time uh, we talked about the Over the Limit match, but I just... Once again, this is one of Orton's many peaks. Oh, dude, his tan, his shape, his is, work. Yes. Like, I've, he he's... God tier here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I have a note here that just says, fuck getting hit with a stick. Yeah, uh, you you did that to me once. Yeah. I got hit a lot of times with him. Fuck, it sucks. I, I'm no longer a referee because of it. Yeah, well, fuck you. Uh, Whoa! Um, I also have to know about how both of these guys are so crisp. Yeah. Like, just... Mwah, chef's kiss. Ring <laughs> Christian stabbing Orton in the neck with the kendo. One of my I fucking love it. All time favorites. Anytime that I've had a match where I, where the uh, stick is involved, the kendo stick, I do that spot every time. It's it's money. Hell yeah. Um, the layered callbacks. In yeah. This. Mm-hmm. Counters upon counters upon counters. Like this is one of those ones that like I know we've talked about this before on here. If you're an aspiring wrestler or a young wrestler, go back and just watch these four pay-per-view matches these guys had. And if you can't string the the connective threads together, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, quite frankly, I'm sorry. Just just get out, you know? like The uh, middle rope DDT to yep. kill switch to Orton backbreaker uh-huh. was just a thing of beauty. Great uh, false finish with uh, or, or, I'm sorry, Christian hitting the kill switch. Yeah. Seemingly out of nowhere. And, like, uh, I remember, so, like, Matt Cage and I, we have so many things that we're very passionate about that we agree on. This feud is one of them. One of the things that we differ on, or different. Differ. Differ? Differ. Thank you. (laughs) One of the things that we differentiate on is (laughs) he is a firm believer that Christian should have gone over here. Hmm. And here is his logic to it, and I, I won't say that what he's saying is wrong or you know doesn't make sense. His logic is the entire feud he has been told you cannot beat Randy Orton. It would have been poetic for him to finally, when he doesn't have his friend to rely on him and nobody believes in him except for him, to finally do it. And to that I say, sure. Great story. However, for me, my take on it is Christian is the heel here. And it is his refusing to accept defeat that has brought him to this point. He needs to be defeated. Ooh, you've put me in a pickle here. I don't know which right? way to pick. It's You could go either way. You really can, and I think that's the beauty of the discussion. But Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah, that's difficult. I also think that it's worth noting that I think if my if my memory holds up, Christian is the only 
two-time world champion to never win a championship via a pinfall or submission. He won it the first time yeah. in the ladder match. He won it the second time via a DQ. Yeah. Which is an odd statistic. Yeah, it is. That is weird. Yeah. Great um, match the, though, great the, finish. The point when they're like kind of getting up or whatever, they bump into mm-hmm. each other, and then they instinctively go yep. to it for their finishes. Both of them. Oh, just... Orton it's smearing funny. his blood on his face. Yeah, he has that weird. He gets a weird cut on his thumb. Yeah, I don't even know what it's from, but he, who knows? Yeah, I love it. Uh, did you catch Orton adjusting those ring steps for that finish? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh man, it's, it's a, there. It's a. It's a wonder he could ever do that because the RKO comes out of nowhere on, right. of course, the fourteen thousand nine hundred twenty-three pound steps. <laughs> Yes, they're made of several feet of lead. Uh, <laughs> but did you also notice that the finish is the same move that started the feud in the first place, where mm-hmm. Christian goes for his springboard twisty sunset flip, gets caught with the RKO. Yep. To me, the great payoff, great stuff. Again, the devil's in the details, guys. Layers. Lead like a I'm fucking not a, cake. I'm not a big onion guy. Or an ogre guy. Hmm. <laughs> Mm, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yes. but but this uh, but this story is real good. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know the next segment. It just my notes say, "Be a star." And who are these people? Tom, huh? No one likes a bully. Okay, so please stop dangling me upside down and dipping my hair in your toilet. My mom is starting to suspect that I'm not always just showering at your house. All right, you know what? How about this? I will stop shitting in the toilet before I do this. Okay. Meet me halfway. Okay, fine. <laughs> Why do I have a note that says, who are these people? I don't know. What is the next match? John Cena versus CM. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I was writing there. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so I was talking about this earlier today, actually. I. <laughs> also, I do have a note here that says famed anti vaxxer Jenny McCarthy in the crowd tonight at SummerSlam. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. What a <laughs> fucking moron. Um, if you're getting medical advice from Jenny McCarthy, you know what? That's enough. <laughs> Your kids deserve to get sick. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Fuck them. So, Perfect, yeah. All right, so I I, I want to go to a small tangent. Okay. And I brought this topic up earlier, so you know what? I'm going to go on mine. I'm, go, I'm going to broach the topic to you, and while you formulate your answer, I'm going to give you mine. Okay. Rebook any world title run with the caveat that you can't just cancel one. So you can't just say, Jack Swagger never wins the belt. <laughs> okay. Right, you got to You have to rebook one now. While you're thinking, I'm going to give mine. This is what I wish this had been. I wish, and you can't tell me by the way, uh, all you faithful listeners, they could not have pulled this off because they absolutely could have. I wish that Punk had won at Money in the Bank, and I'm using air quotes here, left the company with the WWE title. I wish he had gone on to defend it. At sporadic indie appearances, maybe New Japan Pro Wrestling, maybe even Ring of Honor, 
always goes over, always proclaims himself and announces himself as the WWE World Champion. And the entire time this is happening, they never acknowledge him on WWE TV. They do the same bullshit tournament thing that they did. Cena beats Ray in four minutes. Who gives a shit? Whatever. <laughs> and John Cena is the WWE champion. But meanwhile, out there is CM Punk with this horrifically ugly WWE title belt. <laughs> Thank you. Doing his own thing. From July until January. At which point... CM Punk returns as an unannounced surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble and wins, thusly setting up Punk versus Cena at WrestleMania, title for title, for being one unified, quote, undisputed WWE World Champion. Which, by the way, I hate the phrase undisputed champion. If it was undisputed, y'all wouldn't fight about it so much. George Carlin joke. Thank you. Great guy. Best comedian of all time. That's how I would have done this. And instead, Punk is gone for, I want to say, three weeks? Maybe two? They have the tournament. Ray wins. Is immediately forced to defend it against Cena. Cena beats him. Even though that match does rule, by the way. If you get a chance to look up on YouTube, it's awesome. Punk comes back. This is where we bring in Cult of Personality for his music. Because I know we've referenced that on here. Mm-hmm. And that's how we get to this match. Now, I've given you a few precious seconds. I'm not a booker, man. Damn. Um, booker, man. Damn. <laughs> um, I, I'd, I'd have to really think about it in order to get into specifics, but I just wish that... Um, I think I, if I were to book anything, I would I would book Dolph Ziggler to hold the belt longer. Great answer. Great. I, answer. I'd have to get yeah. into specifics. About, and like, and that's even and one stuff. that we've kind of we've we've touched on on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, so I would also not book him against Jack Swagger at any point. Probably a good <laughs> idea. Uh. So we've got Punk versus Cena, belt for belt. Triple H is the guest referee. Who, who is Punk? I know him as CM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another recurring Mike Adamley joke. Charles Great. Montgomery versus Jonathan Sina. <laughs> Crooked Moon Salt Punk. That's it. Chick Magnet Punk. Uh, oh, I hate that one. So, anyway, the match. <laughs> Cock Magma. <laughs> I don't... What... Why would it ever be that warm? It's right there. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, this match. <laughs> right. I love it. Um, I love the beginning. I love the like the start stop sort of pacing that they have at the beginning. Um, right. I love how it feels like a legit struggle. Like mm-hmm. both men want to win this match, and that like they'll do something, 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 and Cena will get them in like a chin lock or something mm-hmm. like that. And then it looks like I don't know if this was on purpose or, or what, but it looks like Cena's thinking, like, okay, what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. They're, they, it looks like they're trying to formulate a plan, feeling out the... Like, it feels like a real struggle, and I love that energy. I, I completely concur. I This may be a weird thing to say now, especially considering their complete bodies of work. I think Cena's best opponent in the Fed was CM Punk. And if I were to pick somebody else even though they had much fewer matches, it might be AJ Styles. Yeah. 
Which is weird because, like, I know Cena and Orton had 11 billion matches. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. And I think that Punk's best opponent in the Fed was Cena. All Fair of their enough. matches were always good. And I, I, everything that you just said, I completely agree with. And I think that part of why I agree is it doesn't look choreographed. Yeah. It looks like, okay, we are having a professional wrestling match. We are both putting our input in here based on what's going on in this moment as the crowd reacts and responds mm-hmm. and everything else. I And it builds great. It's awesome. Like, it's... I think that these two had matches that were, like, maybe the last type of, like, throwback match to, like, hey, here's our finish. Here's a few high points. The rest we're just going to do. Because it, it's, it's sloppy. Nobody can tell me this match is crisp. It ain't. Yeah, but I kind of like it that way, though. Same. Yeah. Big agree. Um, the counters... To the really? five moves of doom that, that he the first one with the goes for the shoulder tackle goes for the second one and hits him with the high knee, mm-hmm. fucking love it. Uh, then the um, he hits it, the CM Punk knee, uh, goes for the bulldog and and Cena gives him the protoplex thingy. Yeah. Uh, before that or no? Um, it is he does the shoulder tackle shoulder tackle again. Uh, duck the line and when he's going for the bullet bomb. Yes, <laughs> he, the bullet bomb. Um. CM Punk hits him with a headlock takeover. Right, right, right. Up into the ropes. No, the knee. knee again. Yeah. He hits. I want to say he hits like six of those in this. Maybe I don't know. But Which I, is but fine. That, I don't. I don't really have a problem with that. That that counter was just so good. No, I yeah. I'm with you. One of, one of my favorite. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Explanations of logic in wrestling was. It was a Chris Hero interview where. It was when he started throwing a million forearms in a match and like a million rolling elbows. And he said he was basing it on boxing. Because if you're a boxer and your right jab is your best punch, you're going to throw as many of those as you can. Yeah, yeah. And maybe one of them wins you the fight, and maybe it takes 12. Yeah. And I was like, that's That's brilliant. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So I, I like applying that train of thought to different moves. So like... All you people are like, oh, the young bucks or whatever. Hey, man, the super kick is their right jab. They're gonna keep throwing them. Yeah, like you, I you hate can... that that makes sense in that case too. Yeah, and it does. Like, and it's the same thing to me with Punk and the the knee and the rope. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he does several of this. Maybe it's not sticks, but it, it's a lot. yeah. I know he does a lot. And Cena's hungry, dude. He's eating them. Oh, dude, no hands, <laughs> old no hands, John over here. Jesus. Like, uh, let's see. I'm looking at my notes. Looking at my notes. Do you notice there's this weird, like, Punk has him in a in a hold, and Cena fights out into like a boss man slam. Um, like just spins him around and plants him. Oh, I think I think I remember this. Yes, yes, I do remember this. Yeah. Uh, Punk at one point puts him in the Koji clutch. I think it's like kind of weird. like I one of the things I like about this match is they're both doing shit that they don't ever do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was uh so second GTS, um, Cena's foot was on the rope, mm-hmm. but Triple H did not see it 
Weird moment. Uh, I don't know if that was by design or not. I don't really think the match needed that. <laughs> I think it would have been re- better if it was just not that. Uh, I kind of think that the point of that was to explain that, like, Triple H is doing the best job that he can as a ref, but he's not an experienced referee. Yeah, I mean, he did pretty good. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm with you, yeah. but I, I just, I think that's why that was there. What do you think of the countout spot? Uh, oh, where he goes to throw them both back in yeah. instead of having, I, I like that. Loved it. I, I like that because, I don't know, I just, I don't know, I like it. To me, that matched the character at that time, that, that's what he would do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, maybe I'm like reading too far into it. But if that match had gone to a double countout, Triple H, the character, the next night would have had to face that. Yeah. So I think that was more like, okay, I have to put these guys in the ring. We have to have a winner so that I don't get any shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Cena with a drop kick. Yeah. Air. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, this match, I, I loved it. Um, Same. I didn't the the GTS for the fish looked like shit, but I don't. Yeah, care. yeah, I, I I do remember that, but I don't care either. Um, the fuck is Kevin Nash doing here? <laughs> I don't know. What a weird weird thing. Well, Del Rio's here. He cashes yeah. in and wins. Yeah. It's kind of cool, I guess. But if it had been anyone else, I would have been like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Correct. Like. I will say this, though. I love this show. Yeah. Thumbs up for me. Big thumbs up. I'm glad we finally got to cover something good. Yeah. It kind of shows that we're kinda, we are kind of we kind of know a little bit about the psychology and stuff when we're di- delving, sure. diving into this. Absolutely. A little bit of a thing about psych- maybe a thing or two. A thing about a thing? Yeah. Uh, do you got anything you, we should plug? At WowEd Podcast. Boom. We should plug that because sometimes I tweet things out that we read. Yes. Um, so do that. Um, uh, at deschain underscore QD for me. At redacted for Tom. That's not real. Don't <laughs> actually. Ima- God damn it. Somebody probably does have that as a Twitter handle. Uh, I bet I'm that's amazing. Sure it does. I'm sure they do. And if that's it and all they do is tweet like black bars. At redacted. Dude. People. Come on, people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it it is it's it not is redacted real. and it's all and just white it's bars. All just phenomenal. How many followers does that have? Eighty nine followers. Not enough. Um. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Follow at redacted. Everybody. You know what? Sure. Um. <laughs> also follow Zao Alive. Uh. On whatever social media you see fit. Facebook, Twitter. Um. I don't believe we have a Google Plus. Nah. I don't think anyone has a Google Plus anymore. But on LinkedIn, yeah, uh, follows out live on LinkedIn and MySpace, <laughs> LiveJournal. Hmm. Okay. And AIM. <laughs> uh, Perfect. I got nothing. Um, that should be that should be everything. Until next time, we'll see you when we ask the eternal, horrific, ever burning, painful question. What What are are we we even doing? doing? Hey, we got pretty good at that one. We did. This is the part where you hit stop. Why do you keep the arrow? Because I... The arrow doesn't go on the record when we're already recording. When I click record, I don't touch the mouse for an hour and 25 minutes. Damn it.
Brent, one okay. Put it on stop. Okay. What are we in?